Hey, welcome to the Hustle Faithfully podcast. Well, determination meets devotion. Follow us today at www.youtube.com forward slash at Hustle Faithfully. Also, you see a link in the bottom of the screen. You can go there and find us on all the podcast streaming platforms. That link is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Hustle Faithfully podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing understanding stewardship responsibilities. Yeah, we uh, we wanted to start this discussion because this is something that I don't think we really pay enough attention to um, our stewardship responsibilities in our life. Um, and there's a scripture that I'm going to read, but then I'm going to detail those four core responsibilities that we have. And we're going to touch on two in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scripture is Matthew 25, 29, it says, for to everyone who has more will be given, who has more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Mm. Now, this scripture, we know in context that what, what this was talking about in the Bible, when you're reading the Bible, but the life application isn't just something that's applicable for uh, the Bible, but it's also it also works when you talk about day-to-day life and, and um, business principles. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I've, if you've been given a lot and you don't do something with it, well, what you have could be taken away. You Absolutely. Lose because you don't, like, you don't appreciate what you have. There's no gratitude for what you have. You you have this and it's like mm-hmm. there, you're not, you don't have proper stewardship over it. Where, like your family, your business, have it and don't take care of it and see what happens to it. You know, what you had, you can lose. So the four core responsibilities that we have that God has given all of us, it is stewardship over our time, over our talents, over our resources, and over our relationships. So we're going to walk into the first two, time and talent. John, you want to start the discussion on time? Time is everything. We have no idea how much we have left. Your time can come to an end any second. So how are you investing your time? What is your time worth? Right. Do you know? Have you ever done a time study? Mm. Have you ever looked at what you want to earn or what you want to achieve and how long it will take to make that, whether it's a financial goal, whether it's uh, experience or whatever the situation is for you? Have you ever taken the time to look at, the time that you must invest to achieve what you want to do. Well, I have, but not in the way that I that I that I should have. You know, I just realized just recently from another interview that we had done that there are some things that I need to reevaluate with my time. That's right. <laughs> like, dude, I'm sitting here looking at time. I, I know it's it's a limited commodity. I know it's the most precious commodity mm-hmm. that we have. But even beyond that still not utilizing it and looking at it the right way. That's right. You know, um, I, like, how do you see, like, the time that we talked about, the value of time, where we're, you just use the word intentionally, you use invest time mm-hmm. and not spend time. That's right. That wasn't by accident. You know, what is the difference investing that time versus spending that time? With an investment, you expect a dividend. Right. With an investment, you expect to be paid back something. Mm-hmm. When you spend, you you go and you spend money on a pack of bubblegum, right. and it's gone. That's it. 
Yet when you invest in something, you're looking for something to come back. Yeah. Do you invest your time with your family or do you spend time with your family? Okay, so what's the difference? It's the same thing, right? No. You say you can be, you can have a family date night. Mm -hmm. Everybody's sitting in the living room, you're watching a movie. Are you there? Yes, physically, you are present. Are you watching the movie? Are you spending time with your family? Meaning you're there, but maybe you're scrolling social media. Right. Maybe you're thinking about what's going on at work the next day. Maybe you're thinking about an alternate life. Right. Or are you investing the time where you're enjoying the movie with your family? Mm -hmm. And so when your child turns around and looks at you, or your wife or your husband looks at you and says, well, what do you think? You don't have to say, uh, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Right. 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 At that point, it brings up dialogue. Yeah. It brings up something that you can go on. You know, some of the best memories for me in front of the TV, I'm not big. I'm not a big TV person. Right. Yet some of the biggest memories that I have with the television is several years ago, I took my kids out to Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm couple weeks, couple months later, we were watching a movie. And the big, I don't recall who it is. I think it's a, a, it's a record company. They had the big circular building out there, Capitol Records. My daughter looks at me and says, Dad, we just saw that. Right. That's the point of investing time. Yeah. It's just a building. Yeah. But yet when your kids can look at you and say, hey, we were there. We did this. Yeah. Life is about experiences experiences come with time yeah yeah and the thing about the experiences and the memories that your kids get because everything isn't necessarily about what they're going to build uh based on what they gained from the time invested it's what they remember that's right about the time that was invested they'll always look back and say man, I remember when my dad or my mom used to do this with me. They used to take that with me. And that's, here they are, they're 37. They remember a memory mm -hmm. that they got when they were six. That's right. They were 10. It mattered that much. And every time they think about it, they could be having a horrible day. But your investment at that time, they turn around. And it's one of those things where they instantly feel like that warm, loving feeling. That's right. That they didn't have before but now they have it absolutely they remember that and it comes in such interesting ways mm -hmm. going back to that exact trip when we were in los angeles now at the time i was driving a truck that i still have it's a ford f-350 dually yeah. you know very wide body it's a dually we pulled into a parking structure now it was a flat parking lot it wasn't a parking garage and they gave me a price to pay when i got in there and we had just come from Vegas before we were in Los Angeles. And my kids encouraged me. They're like, Dad, buy some of this magic stuff and start learning magic tricks. And, and so I did. And people that know anything about magic, there is a phrase mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, it, it actually escapes me right now. But um, there is a phrase that magicians say. Mm -hmm. And we were just having fun. Ab Abracadabra is the phrase. And... We were just having a good time. And I said, comb chicky chow. Mm -hmm. And it was just my spinoff on the, the popular mm -hmm. abracadabra. Mm -hmm. 
just days ago, one of my daughters made that comment to me, comb cheeky chow. Now here's the whole thing. What does that mean? Right. Nothing. It was fun and it was in the moment. But that was an investment into them. Yeah. I have a son that plays football. You know, as a family, we are at those games every Tuesday night. Yeah. And that's an investment. Mm -hmm. I had the conversation with him recently about some kids never had their parent right. show up to a game no matter how long they play. And that's heartbreaking when you think about it. It is. But yet – He'll never forget the fact that we were there. He'll never forget the fact that we attended, no matter what. And that's the difference between spending your time and investing your time. You really put it in to get something back. It's the love. It's the memories. Like you said, you never know when that little bit of investment will put a smile on their face on a bad day 10 years later. Yeah. And being able to categorize that time appropriately. It helps you to prioritize when you when you're looking at how you schedule your mm -hmm. day. Like, if I'm looking at investing this time, if I'm looking at my time correctly, then my schedule will reflect that investment. Right. What's important to me? Is it this job? Is it this conversation I'm going to have with this person? You know that I that whether it's a business deal I'm trying to close or whatever it is. Is it the time that I need to take to go and, and watch this football game? You know, do I, would I, do I let this meeting run over knowing it's going to cause me to miss part of this game? Mm -hmm. Do I allow this person that showed up late mm -hmm. to devalue my time and then cause me to devalue the time that I get to invest with my son? Right. No, I don't. My time, my time matters and I can't get it back. So what I won't do with my schedule and with my life, it's let somebody who didn't value my time steal time from my child. Right. You know, steal time from my wife. Like there is a certain flexibility in life that you have to have. But when it comes to prioritizing that time and what you give your family, they cannot get the scraps left over because you've given everything to right. everybody else. You know, so that's how that's how important that evaluation of time is. Like because you don't get you don't get an unlimited uh, um source of it. it's not unlimited it's a limited commodity so you have to treat it that way and that means i don't have time to get distracted mm -hmm. by stuff that doesn't matter i don't have time to deal with things that people come that people say to me or they say about me or things that's happening around me just because it happens to me and affects me personally doesn't mean it's, it's personal against me in the sense that they may have an issue and because they're angry i just happen to be the one that they focus on you know, so now I'm going to make their issue my issue. Right. It affected right. me personally, but it's not personal against me. So I'm not going to walk away with it. I'm going to leave it right there. You take the time you have right, and right. spend it on that. Right. I'm going to invest it somewhere else. So being able to look at it that way, man, it helps you prioritize things in your life and move differently. Now the activities of your life reflect the investment that, uh, that the time you have that you're invested in. Absolutely, it does. So part two of understanding stewardship responsibilities is talents yes. that's your responsibility to discover develop and deploy our god-given abilities for his glory and to benefit others yeah the talent stewardship you know it involves it involves identifying our strengths mm -hmm. it involves uh passions identifying our passions 
and the gifts, as well as seeking opportunities to use them in various domains of our life. Talent stewardship, it's, it also requires learning. Mm-hmm. It, in, it requires improvements mm-hmm. and excellence for us to reach the ultimate level. Yeah, it, it does, which is one thing that the people that's watching the podcast are doing now. This is an investment. Absolutely. You know, you've invested a lot, both physically, financially, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually into learning and increasing those talents that God has given you, yes. the gifts that he's given you. You're, it goes back to investment. I mean, you invest in time in increasing the talent because both of them are part of our stewardship responsibility. Yep. You know, and it allows you to do what you're doing right now, mm-hmm. which is to now invest in other people with the time and the talent that you yourself are investing. That's right. So it's like it's a, it's a rewarding thing where it's not just rewarding me, it's rewarding other people. Because what we do isn't simply about us. It's about what I'm able to possess so that I can give it away. You know, what do I have that I'm going to give away to my sons and daughters? What do I have that I'm going to give away to my to the rest of my family? What am I going to give to, my, to the employees that you may have or the people that you may run into out, out in public who are empty in that area? Well, you've invested and have enough where you overflow in their life. You know, so it, what you're talking about with the gifts and talents, God didn't give us to us just for us. He gave, gave them to us to deploy into the earth right. around us in order to glorify him, you know, and it will benefit us because God is able to work out of us what he placed in us. That's right. You know, when you learn and when you grow, like you said, you live in the overflow. Mm-hmm. That is my ultimate goal with everything, every business decision, every growth track, every personal development is for me to have so much fill in my cup yeah. that people that are around me, they're catching the overflow. Yeah, amen. You know, I'm all about pouring into people, mm-hmm. but when you have so much poured into you, that's why I'm always looking for a mentor. That's why I'm always looking for somebody who has what I want, no matter if it's spiritually, physically, financially, whatever. Right. But you always find somebody who has it mm-hmm. because when you do that, you're going to level up. Yeah. We've all heard that concept that show me your five friends and I'll mm-hmm. show you who you're going to become. Yeah. And it's true. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, I am all about finding those who I can model my life after. Yeah. And finding those who can model their life after what I'm learning mm-hmm. so that we all learn and we all grow together. And it's like a slingshot effect. Yeah, it is. You know, you, you, you take the person that's, maybe not to your level and whatever the situation is, you pick them up and you slingshot them beyond where you're at with the hopes that they're going to do it for you. Now that doesn't always happen yet. There will be somebody there that will do it for you. Even if it's not that same person, Mm -hmm. you know, I recall several months ago, probably a year or two ago, actually, you were allowing me to park some of my work vehicles Mm -hmm. on your land. Mm -hmm. And we had a conversation. I don't know if you even remember this, but you said, you know, we're allowing you to do this, but the the reward for us might not come from you. And that's true. When you're looking from that person that you poured into, it might not come from them. They might not be in your life for you to receive it from them. Right. Right. We all know about reciprocity. 
Give and it will be given unto you. It's biblical. Given it will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together. Your cup will overflow. That's what we're talking about. Yet, who you give to is not always who you receive from. Right. That doesn't mean that they gave you the short end of the stick. Right. It just means that yours will come from somebody else. You know, I have a dear friend that he and I had a phone conversation about a week and a half ago. And he said, Jonathan, what can I do to help you? And he's, he's a Christian friend. He said, you know, spiritually, emotionally, what can I do to help you? Yeah. Now, how many people say that to us? But then when it's tested, they're not there. <laughs> he is doing a program. And I actually put my name into the hat. They accepted me before everything was final. Now that's what it's about. You know, there's been people that I have poured into that they just, they got what they wanted to get and then they left. And to me personally, I feel defeated a lot of times when that happens. It's like I poured into you and then you're just going to leave like that. It's like, it's not worth it. But then when you turn around and you see somebody like that, that says, you know what, Jonathan, come on. I've got your back. I'm here for you. Let me pour into you. That's where it all comes full circle. And it's like everybody else that I helped. Great. He's helping me. Yeah. And that is where those talents come in. At. I mean, you continue to grow and you give your talents to others and others give their talents to you. Well, and, and that's why it's so important when you do these things to not do it necessarily not do it necessarily for immediate gain. That's right. I mean, because the thing is, if that's your goal, then you should have done it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's like someone saying, I'm sorry. And you were, and, and you say you mean it, but let them not say I'm sorry back. Then all of a sudden you're upset. Well, you didn't say sorry back. Did you do it to hear sorry from them? That's right. Or did you want them to understand that you, that you really meant what you said to them, that you didn't mean to do that? You didn't intend to hurt them that way. Mm -hmm. And you genuinely feel for how you felt them. I mean, for how you hurt them. And I want you to know, I'm sorry. I value you more than that. Because when you say sorry and they don't say it back and you get upset, you would, that wasn't for you. Right. You wanted to get that back from them. Right. Because you wanted to feel better about the crap you may have done. And them telling you they're sorry makes you feel better about what you're not really sorry about. Because mm -hmm. that's why you responded. So it's like, why am I going to go out here and do something and set someone else to disappoint me. Mm -hmm. Like, I set them up. I didn't go to pour to them. I set them up to disappoint me so I can walk around now with hurt feelings. Mm. Like, why am I going to do that to myself? Why am I going to do it to them? Because it was my job to take what I was given, the talent I was given, the gifts that I was given, and to pour into someone else. Right. Knowing that this glorifies him. Right. You know, there's an example um, that I have a time period where there was things that we had going on, my wife and I, and it was a struggle for us, like really a, a real struggle for us. And she, she said, you know, you're, you're, you're always gone. You're doing these ministry things and, you know, you're out with this person and that person and you're on this call and that call. And it's like, I'm not around, you know, and that wasn't my intent wasn't to not be around it. For me, it was taking what God has given me and investing it in other people. Well, I simultaneously was not necessarily investing in, in her and at home in the right way. But what ended up happening is with the investment that was made out there, 
God made a way that allowed me to not have to do some of the things that I did in the way that I did, because some of it was business, some was was just ministry. But I made an investment, and even if I didn't get it directed from the individuals, a return on it, I was obedient to what he said to do for about six, seven months. She'll about she'll vouch for it. We would show up at home, pull up in the driveway, and there were uh, envelopes of money in the in the in the mailbox. You know, there would be things that just show up out of the blue at the house. You know, we didn't ask for it. We weren't looking for it. We weren't out pandering and, 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 and trying to get something. We were taking the, the, the time that we had and investing in other people, the gifts and talents, and sowing into ministry and sowing into helping other people. No, don't worry about it. You don't have to pay me anything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you because I can. Well, that stuff that was showing up made, gave me an opportunity to not have to be gone so much working in addition to the the, the, mission, the, um, the ministry stuff. And I was able to now buy back time and spend more time right. at home with my wife. And when I say spend, I, I, I really mean investing more time at home with my wife. But it, it allowed me to do that. So that's one of those examples of, am I was I out doing it for gain? Or was that an investment for those that are around me so that I can help them and pour into them? Because in the end, God makes sure I was good, make sure my family was good. Because that overflow out of what I gave came in without me asking for it. You know, that's the benefit of stewarding over what he's giving you well. Because if you steward over the gift well, the gift will keep on giving. Mm -hmm. Our time, our talents, our efforts, none of it's ours. It's all finite. Mm -hmm. And it can be taken in a moment. Yeah. It's not ours to own per se. Right. It's ours to steward over. Yes, sir. Our business is ours to steward over. It's ours to take care of. Yeah. Our family is ours to take care of. Mm -hmm. How are you stewarding your time? Right. How are you investing in those that are most important to you? You know, you invest in your business. How much do you invest in your family? How much do you invest into your wife, into your husband? How much do you invest into your kids? That's where the stewardship of your time comes in. And do a time study. I was speaking with somebody recently about a time study and they put it out to me in a way that I have never heard before. You know, I've, I've heard so many people say, chunk your day down into four or six hour blocks and do this and this block, this and that, you know, on down the list. However, this person, it was so profound yeah. in the way they put it. They said, look at your life hour by hour. And go back and, you know, do it in 15-minute, 30-minute chunks, whatever it is, and see what you did there. Yeah. Number one, you're going to realize how much time you're wasting. You know, I, I'm only going to scroll Facebook for a minute. Okay. Two hours later. Two hours later. <laughs> or you only scroll for a minute. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Every four and a half minutes. Right. And then you realize you look at your, your daily usage. I wasn't on there for eight hours today. Well, you were. And when you take stewardship over the time that God has given you, that's when you can make so much happen. You know, no matter how big a company grows, no matter how successful somebody appears to be, at the time of the recording of this podcast, Elon Musk sits atop the list of the richest person in the world. And he has the same 24 hours in his day that you have in yours that I have in mine. 
So why is he able to develop all of this stuff? Because he's a good steward of his talent. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And a great steward over his talent and gifting. Because he made wise investments early on. And then he did the necessary work to invest in his gifts and his talents. And then what that allowed him to do was to now know where he's strong and then to know what he knows and then to invest in what he doesn't and to delegate the rest. That's right. Because I'm going to delegate this other stuff. I'm going to I'm going to work out of my strength, realize I don't do this well. I want to hire people to do this mm-hmm. stuff. And that's important to do because it's a it's a great use of your time. Because why would he take all of this this time that he has in this small window that we have? This, you know, we get life in moments. We don't get days at a time. We get moments at a time. I don't have the rest of the day. I just have now. So why am I going to take this and spend it in an area that will be fruitless because I'm not good here? How about I invest it in the area of strength where I know I'm going to produce, right? And then give that moment that they have to do something to be fruitful, right? Because they're doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing what they're supposed to be doing. We're both wasting time and are fruitless in our pursuits. So Elon did the very thing that we all should do, which is learn where am I strong, admit areas where I'm weak, continue to grow in those areas where I have a strength and delegate my weaknesses. You know, that's a great use of time, a wise investment in talent and gift development, but also an investment in time. That's right. Don't focus on minimum wage activities. Oh, my Lord, man. What is your time worth? Figure it out. Develop what your time's worth. And if you're doing a task that pays beneath what your time is worth, don't do it. Somebody else can handle it. And I'll tell you this. Most stuff can be handled by somebody else and probably better than you can handle it, no matter how good you are. You know, Elon doesn't do most of the work with Tesla. Elon doesn't do most of the work with SpaceX. Elon doesn't do most of the work with everything else. He handles what he needs to handle, and he has the other thousands of people handle that. Now, I understand most people are not in the situation where they have thousands of employees. I understand. But we also don't have businesses to that scale, to that size. So what do you have that you can pass off to somebody else so that you can focus and do what you are good at? Like you were just saying, I'm doing what you should do. You're doing what I should do. We're both wasting time. What if you're doing what you should do and they're doing what they should do for you Mm -hmm. and you're able to do what they were attempting to do in a third of the time because it's your skill set and they're able to do what you were doing because it's their skill set in a third of the time. Guess what? You just opened up two thirds of both of your time. Yeah. You just bought back your time. Man, John, you said something a minute ago that kicked me in my jaw. And, and it just kept resonating in my head when you said the minimum wage activities. Oh, my God. when I tell you that hit me, because I'm sitting here saying, you got all these millionaire thoughts, but you got minimum wage activities. Like, and you're wondering why you're frustrated. Right. Because your thinking is in one place where you see millionaire, but your life says minimum wage. Right. right. Because your activities mm-hmm. are minimum wage activities. You're wasting time on activities that will never produce what those thoughts, those millionaire thoughts are showing. That's right. You're going to stay in a place of frustration. Man, yeah, that hit, that one hit me. Because <laughs> I think I've invested in some, some uh, minimum wage activities in my life. Right. Recently. And that's why the conversation we had about time was so important, about chunking it down. 
what are you what are, what what are you doing in this time that you're you know, man, it's gonna make me evaluate mine even more. And I thought I had already evaluated, right. but I'm literally, this is a part of growing. You talk about growing in your, your, your gifts and your talents and stewardship. If you're not willing to say, you know what, maybe I got this wrong, then you won't be able to grow because you won't do the necessary things to get rid of the things that hindering growth and to welcome the things that, that increase or uh, promote growth mm-hmm. because you keep holding on to them. You won't let them go. Me admitting it is me exposing and giving it away. That's right. You know, because I want the stuff that aids in my growth. So this is good. Absolutely. So this week we have covered two of the four principles of understanding stewardship responsibilities. Mm -hmm. The first two, number one is time. Mm -hmm. And number two is talents. Next week, we'll cover number three and number four. Ricardo, what's number three and number four? Resource and relationship. I jumped again. <laughs> <laughs> Getting excited. Resources and relationship. That was that was the second two of the four core stewardship responsibilities. We've gotten the time, we've gotten the talents, but now because we've stewarded well over the first two, resources available. We have more assets, we have more things. But what do we do with them? You know, and then our relationships, you know, mm-hmm. they're the beneficiaries of everything that we've done. That's right. Proper stewardship of time proper stewardship of talents, and then the accumulation of resources because of stewardship, our families, our relationships should benefit from all of it. Absolutely. We say that our family is our legacy. What are you doing for your family? You better believe What are you doing to be here for them? Are you taking care of yourself physically, spiritually, uh, mentally? Or are you letting it go by the wayside so you can focus on other things that are less important? Be with us next week as we discuss the rest of this episode. Remain blessed and unstoppable. We'll see you again next week. Appreciate you guys.